having connection with your childlike nature is a way to always feel young in your life. I felt so much better mentally, physically, and spiritually when I was eating colorful, fresh foods. There wasn't Mm -hmm. necessarily any one action or any one specific thing that I did that helped me heal. It was Mm -hmm. allowing myself to be in everything that I did. Hi, my beautiful friend. Welcome back to the Head to Toe podcast. My name is Jisoo, and I'm a Korean-American in my 20s passionate about living a healthy, vibrant, and meaningful life. This is a space where we chat about all things health and wellness, from your head to your toe and your body to your soul. On today's episode, I have an amazing conversation with Julia Ayers, a vegan YouTuber from Canada who shares simple yet flavorful vegan recipes on her YouTube channel and advocates for intuitive eating and joyful living. We discuss healing from our painful past, having the courage to be brutally honest with ourselves, the toxic aspects of the that girl trend, how Julia became plant-based, and so much more. With that said, I hope you guys enjoy this episode and let's get into it. Thank you so much, Julia, for coming on the Head to Dope podcast. I am so grateful that you are here. I think a lot of your followers and myself are really drawn to your content and your lifestyle because you have such an authentic, joyful, playful presence in your life. A lot of the times as we grow up, we're really pressured by society to kind of subdue our inner child, like joy and freedom. And I just wanted to ask if you had always been in touch with that inner childlike freedom and how did you reconnect with that joyful spirit you always have? Oh, wow. Thank you for one. And I'm just so grateful that you reached out and we are doing this and we're having this conversation. I always felt like I had that childlike nature inside of me. However, I wasn't always in connection with it. For a period of time in my life, I definitely wasn't in connection with it. To dive into the story of my life, I had dated an older man for a period of time for like two and a half years in a very monumental stage in my life between the ages of 16 and 18 to be almost not forced. I don't want to use that word. It seems a little too aggressive because like he never forced me to do anything. In reality, he's a very, very nice person. We were just put into this weird situation. And in doing so, I felt like I had to force myself to be older. I had to force myself to, you know, grow up and be an adult and all of these things, because if I wasn't those things, then he wouldn't love me. I tried to push away the giddy, childlike, fun, dancing nature that is inside of me because I felt like that wasn't the adult thing to do, mm-hmm. which is complete trash. Like that's not true yeah. whatsoever. <laughs> To be an adult doesn't mean we have to not be childish. Being childish doesn't mean that you're immature or that you don't understand the world or you are pushing away the realities of the world or you aren't in touch with your emotions or any of that. Having connection with your childlike nature is a way to always feel young in your life. You know, have you ever met like an 80 year old person and they're just so bitter and cold and all of the stuff because they're like, 
I'm just going to die soon. And like, I don't care about anything. And like (laughs) the world's horrible. And they just, all they do is watch the news and it's like, it's a horrible (laughs) mindset. Don't you want to be 80 years old and still laugh and play with your grandchildren? Mm -hmm. And to me, that is reality that I want to be Mm -hmm. in, in the future and in another, or in this lifetime, in this somewhere in the universe, I'm experiencing that right now. To do that, we have to be able to connect to our childlike nature now and just keep carrying it with us for the rest of our lives. Mm -hmm. Because yeah, it's just play, play and joy and happiness is our highest frequencies. A lot of the times we're so obsessed with what we eat and how we move and how, you know, the things we're doing in our career, or like you said, trying to be a mature grown up version of ourselves. And we lose kind of that joy in everything we're doing. And I think it's so beautiful to see both spectrums when we're with children, we almost forget about all the responsibilities we have. And at the same time, when we are hanging around with the elderly, but they still have that fire under them, you know, you're so inspired. And is there anything that you want to share what helps you reconnect after you kind of separated with that partner you were with, kind of regaining that freedom to express yourself again? Right. So for me, it was definitely an ongoing process. And in the time I was healing, I didn't feel like I was healing, if that makes sense. It only mm. it only came to be after I had looked through everything and been like, wow, okay, I, I feel myself again. Um, for us as human beings, I feel like a lot of the time we just want something right now. And yeah. healing takes a long time. It takes a long time and sometimes it takes hard work and dedication to yourself and you have to almost decide like, okay, Mm. I need to be happy. You have to almost decide that because Mm -hmm. as difficult as mental health is, when we tell ourselves, okay, I want to be happy, we are Mm -hmm. then making a decision to go forward through all of the things, whatever ever that looks like for you, whatever path that means for you, you are deciding to heal. Um, for me, it was to move into a home with my friend and just like kind of get a meaningless job that I didn't really care about too much and just connect with people at my work and have fun with that. And, you know, go to eat with people and laugh with people and go on adventures and long nature walks and, play music that I thought was fun and energizing and allow myself to just kind of be instead of Mm -hmm. telling myself I have to constantly analyze every single emotion, every single thought. I have to understand every single thing that's happening in my life. I realized I just have to be. Mm -hmm. And when we are being, (laughs) we can dance and move freely out of the constrictions of our own thought processes. Mm -hmm. So it was realizing that on a very internal level. And it's hard to put into words because healing is such a complex thing. There wasn't Mm -hmm. necessarily any one action or any one specific thing that I did that helped me heal. It was Mm -hmm. allowing myself to be in everything that I did. Mm -hmm. So when I heard a song that I really liked, I danced. 
when, <laughs> when I was hungry, I fueled myself with colorful foods. I went on walks because I wanted to just look at buildings and look mm -hmm. at trees and feel the earth underneath of my feet. It's just allowing yourself to be in every single situation instead of, because many of us, many of us, mm -hmm. and I do too, I struggle with it as well. We separate ourselves from where we are right now. And we are either constantly in the past or constantly in the future or yes. navigating both at the same time, instead of just being like, this is the only thing that exists mm -hmm. right now. Sometimes we convince ourselves of all of the negativity in our lives, in our past lives. So like something that happened to us 10 years ago or whatever the case may be, where just like so many negative, horrible things have happened to me. Yeah. And it's like, sure, that may be true. But at the same time, how do you want to be right now? Mm -hmm. Who are you right now? Mm -hmm. Yes, that may have impacted you, but that doesn't mean you are that. It doesn't mean you have to constantly go there to figure yourself out. Mm -hmm. Sometimes we just have to let all of it go, realize that it happened to us, realize our emotions about it, but at the same time to analyze every single emotion yeah. or every single feeling is so overwhelming. We have to feel our, our feelings. We don't have to explain our feelings, if that makes sense. <laughs> yeah. I think a huge point that I wanted to touch on is how you said that healing takes time. What I'm getting from your story is instead of analyzing everything, and that's what we often do is like, what did I do wrong? Or how can I be better? Instead, just mm -hmm. saying, you know what, what has happened was painful, but right now, I'm just going to be a human being, not a human doing, not a human thinking, not a human analyzing, but just being. And in that process, it, it becomes healing. When you're in it, it's not fun. It's not sexy. It can even feel like I'm not doing anything. But then when you look back, you're like, wow, I've come so far and I'm so proud of myself. And it's almost when I stop telling myself, like, I need to heal, I need to heal and just be yeah. And the better you get in contact with yourself and connection with yourself, the more you can feel when things don't feel good. Mm. You know, um, over the last like few days uh, or yeah, I'd say the last few days or so, there's been a lot of crazy stuff uh, like happening in Canada over the last few weeks. But over the last few days, I've been like, diving down in the rabbit hole of the news and political uh, agendas and like all of these crazy things. And I was like, OK, I don't feel good. Like I mm -hmm. don't feel in connection with myself. So to then take a step back and be like, okay, what do I need to actually feel myself and feel happy and vibrant in my being? And that was, you know, to do the things that are good for me, like take time and read and do yoga and meditate and go for a walk and feel my body with good foods. So the more we take time for ourselves and the more we connect with ourselves over a period of time, the less we feel like we have to get wrapped up into the realities of life, if that makes sense. Because mm -hmm. when something doesn't feel good to you, you have a choice to step away from it. Mm -hmm. You can, as hard as it may be, whatever the circumstances in your life are, you can take a step back and do something that feels better. Mm. or do something that's more in alignment with yourself. 
And I think a lot of the times we almost forget that if we do take a step back, it's always going to be there, right? Like, Mm -hmm. oh, if we step back from the news, it's still going to be there and we can always catch up. Or if we need to step away from a friendship for a while, like that friend is still going to be there. Stepping away can actually recenter yourself so that when you do come back into politics or the news or a relationship or anything that you're in, you can be in a better place where you're not just kind of being sucked in and mindlessly going through the motions, but you're being more aware of the boundaries you kind of have. Exactly. Yeah. Like setting boundaries for yourself is the most important thing. And I still struggle with it in myself. And I think everyone is going Mm -hmm. to struggle with it. It's just a thing that humans have a problem with is setting boundaries. But At the same time, again, the more you get in touch with yourself and the more you connect with yourself, the easier it is for you to set those boundaries. Mm -hmm. For me, in my healing process, I had to just be insanely honest with myself Mm -hmm. because a lot of the time our egos will take over and be like, oh, no, we were in the right to like do that thing or we we were doing the right thing by doing this or whatever the case may be, we constantly are giving ourselves excuses to a bad thing that we may have done, quote unquote, a bad thing that we may have done or a negative thing that we have done or a mistake. For me, I had to be honest with myself and tell myself when I made mistakes and when I messed up and to bring that honesty into every other thing that I did in my life. I love what you just said because that's something that helped me tremendously is being honest with yourself, but not just being honest, but brutally honest in the sense where it's not even what you want to do, but it's like, what do you need to do? And a lot of the Mm -hmm. times, if you need to do something and you don't want to do it, that's often what you need to do. Yeah. Oh, for sure. For sure. Um, And I think as well, we can sometimes get really emotional when we're being super honest with ourselves or super Mm -hmm. honest about you know, say we're in a friendship and this friend had said something to us that we didn't particularly like, Mm -hmm. instead of just reacting to that, we can sit with that emotion and like be honest to ourselves of why we didn't like that instead of just like screaming and yelling and or ignoring the person to the point where it's like you're detrimenting that relationship. We can just be honest with ourselves in a calm way as well. I don't like reacting to things that are super emotional to me. So what I do is, you know, I take a step back and I reconnect with myself. I'm super honest with myself why I didn't like that thing. And then once I'm in a calm state of mind, then I can tackle that situation, you know, put action towards it. When we're just constantly reacting instead of responding. Yeah. Yeah. We, we have to respond to ourselves and to other people and like allow ourselves to be like, hey, I don't have to freak out about a situation. I can make a decision to not freak out. I can then reconnect with myself and then tackle a situation. That's so empowering too, because it gives you more control over yourself yeah. and the situation. And we often think that when we take a step back, that we're losing control because we want to respond to something very quickly. But when we actually are able to kind of think about how it really affected us, it gives us more control and more ownership of the situation that we're in. For myself in my healing journey, like I said, being honest was so, so important. And then bringing that honesty and inspiring other people with it as well. I think for myself, I wrote on this, uh, I wrote about this on Instagram the other day that as I was accepting that part of myself, 
so many people were like, that's intimidating. You're intimidating. You're like so straightforward. But yeah, I was like overwhelmed with like my, I've always had a big personality. So then calming that down uh, and starting to be honest as well, I can understand maybe why that could be intimidating. But at the same time, I think that when we are accepting ourselves and living in our truth and growing as an individual, that's intimidating to people that aren't doing that. It's hard to like be a growing and ever evolving human being. And then for somebody to not uh, accept that as a part of their nature as well, because they have all of the possibility to grow and change and think for themselves and do for themselves and be as a human being that you do. Mm -hmm. Um, But sometimes it's scary for people to see other people doing that because they're like, I don't know anything else than what Mm -hmm. I know right now. Mm -hmm. And to break out of that little box that they're in is terrifying. I I really wanted to mention how you're not the type of person to just say, love yourself, like, oh, everyone is beautiful in their size and shape and form and be your most authentic version and be behind a filter but you actually share, you know, the rolls on your stomach that you have and it's completely normal. And we know that, but it's so different to actually show that you can often preach all these things about self-love and compassion and acceptance, but it's so different to actually show that. That's a whole book that you just opened. And I think that as sad as this may sound, spirituality is trendy, loving yourself and preaching to other people that they should love themselves is trendy. As trendy as it may be, we have to do it from a very authentic place or we are just furthering the narrative of unnecessary narratives that are online. There are Mm -hmm. so many things online that shape our minds and make us feel less than or make us feel like we're not doing enough or life is perfect and all of these things. With what you were saying about, you know, sharing the realities of life, I think when we share the realities of life, like the true misspoken words, the um, weird laughs, the weird faces, the weird hairdos, the stomach rolls, the uncomfortable parts of life and healing and growing and being a human being, the more other people feel normal. And I think that is like my whole goal right now and in this life is just to make other people feel normal. Mm. Like you, you have a body that does all of these weird things and we have rolls on our stomach and we have fat on our legs and on our butt and on our arm. Like we have all of these things because we're a human being and to feel normal in that because it is normal mm-hmm. is a really liberating thing image of perfection in a body is ever-changing. If you look at the perfect body in 1950 and look at the Mm -hmm. perfect body in 2022, they are drastically different. So we cannot mold ourselves into the idea of what society wants because Mm -hmm. we're just a human being. (laughs) We're not meant to mold ourselves into what other people want us to be. We can just be as we are and live, live a life that makes us happy. When we all live a life that makes us happy, we're going to look different. We're going to feel differently. We're going to experience different things. And that is a really, really beautiful part of life because 
we have to feel our emotions. We can't analyze every single emotion because every single emotion isn't tied to something that happened to us in the past or mm-hmm. something that we did uh, yesterday or whatever the case may be. Like sometimes we just experience emotions because we're a human being. Yeah, and we that's feel so true. A lot of times we feel inspired by other people who are vulnerable and authentic and real. But so many people still feel that fear of like, oh, but I can't be the real version of myself. Where do you think kind of that feeling of, oh, I can't be honest, but I'm so inspired by other people who are doing it? Mm, A lot of the time, uh, because we're inspired, we have that inside of us already. When we're inspired by somebody and or sometimes people are inspired, but jealous of somebody because they're like, well, I can never do that or I can never have that, like you were saying. But usually we feel those feelings because that's what we want. And when we know that we would like to be in that way, we have to practice being in that way. Mm. So if we see somebody living in their authentic truth, we have to ask ourselves, okay, why do I feel jealous of that? Or why do I feel inspired by that? It's because I want it too. When we want something, it comes down to that choice as well. We can make a decision to put forth a practice that maybe help us to get there. Again, it takes time to get to your authentic truth. And I don't think that everyone, like I'm not fully who I'm going to be for the rest of my life. I'm ever changing and growing. I'm not going to know who I am in this lifetime until the last day that I'm alive. And I can reflect on every single day that I've lived previously. And I can feel in that moment who I am in that moment. When we're inspired by another human, we have to look at how they're living their lives and why and ask ourselves why we're inspired by them. The authenticity. Okay, how can I be authentic? Maybe instead of not telling my friend that I was sad today, I can tell my friend that I was sad today. Instead of holding back my emotions and not telling somebody that I care about them or love them, I can tell them those things. And Mm -hmm. We have to just practice very small things that make us feel more us. Hi, my friend, it's Jisoo. I hope you've been enjoying this episode so far. If you have, I would really appreciate if you could take a couple seconds right now to rate this podcast on Apple or Spotify and subscribe to the podcast. It truly makes such a big difference and it would mean the world to me. I upload new episodes every single week and I have so many incredible guests and conversations in the next couple of months, which I don't want you to miss out on. So please subscribe to this podcast and join me every single week as we become the best versions of ourselves mentally, physically, emotionally, and spiritually. Okay, let's get back to the conversation. So instead of just being like, oh, I have to be cool and on the new trend of like only like wear Air Force Ones and (laughs) mom jeans. And like, I have to just be this aesthetically pleasing person. Or that that girl. That, I hate that trend. (laughs) I hate it. The very aesthetic, like everything is put in order and you're drinking your green juice and yeah. Yeah, It bothers me because when it comes down to what you were saying um, before about, you know, people preaching about loving yourselves and then, preaching about loving yourself and then posting a somewhat opposite narrative of that on all of their Instagram posts. Like, I don't think that the, that girl trend 
is healthy whatsoever, even though it is perceived as such a, you know, I got my stuff together. I journal every day. I meditate. I do yoga. Um, I have plants and like all of these things. <laughs> it's like, okay, great. But we are just further pushing a narrative of not being a normal human being. It all comes back down to being a normal human being and experiencing the very raw, real emotions every single day. Like I see on Instagram constantly of like, like five tips to do this or five tips to do that. And a lot of the time, like we don't need to do what another person is doing. We can do what we feel we need to do. And a lot of the times I want to say that the tips of meditate for a minute or go on a walk or like a hot girl walk or grab a cup of coffee. It's almost superficially soothing you, but Mm -hmm. what's the unsexy thing to do, right? Just these really uncomfortable things that we don't talk about, but it's so much easier to have something very aesthetic, right? We see these girls who have these ripped six pack have very low body fat percentages. And they're like, oh, this is what it means to be healthy. I went from someone who was much skinnier, had a much lower body fat percentage, had those abs. And I was so, so miserable on the inside. Like my mental health was not reflective of my physical appearance. And the more I stopped obsessing with what I looked like and the aesthetics of who I was, and the more I recognized that I'm just, like you said, a normal human being. And that personally meant intuitively living and eating. The strive for aesthetics can be so much more detrimental than just being and living in the moment and being present. I could not agree more with you. That was absolutely beautifully said. When we are constantly obsessing over an aesthetic of our body or the way that we look, we are trying to control something. And a lot of the time we are putting control into the wrong areas. We are controlling what we look like because we don't have control of how we feel potentially. So again, like you were saying, like we have to sit with ourselves and like do the uncomfortable, like ugly things. I, for one, love when I am upset, Mm -hmm. scream crying in my car because nobody else is around me. No one's going to hear me. It's not like screaming in my apartment where I have neighbors and like, they're all like, what's happening? They come knocking on your door. (laughs) Like, no, I'm just going through something. Um, But yeah, just like, scream crying and expressing the very real and raw emotions instead of just trying to cover it up and or control something that is a lot of the times out of our control. We try to control the way our body looks. And if you are not a naturally slim person or naturally somebody that abs come easily to, you are forcing yourself to do something and forcing yourself to live in a way that is not authentic to you. If you want to eat a chocolate bar at eight o'clock at night, like you have the right to do so. Mm -hmm. You know, if you want to go for a run on a Sunday because you're feeling like it, go for it. But to wake up in the morning and be like, I have to go for a run. I have to do a leg workout. I then have to have a green smoothie and I have to take all of these super aesthetically pleasing photos for Instagram, suck in my stomach and be so uncomfortable. Mm -hmm. Ask yourself how you feel after that. Do you feel Mm -hmm. good and accomplished or do you feel drained, upset and less connected with yourself? Because most likely it's the second option. You feel drained Mm -hmm. and disconnected with yourself. Mm -hmm. When you wake up in the morning and you're like, you know what? I 
don't really feel like doing a workout right now, but what I could do for myself is write in my journal for an hour, or I could read for an hour, or I could just sit in silence and stretch and Mm -hmm. give myself love and attention. I think with the narrative that is a lot of the time on Instagram and with these aesthetically pleasing accounts is so much discipline to the point that you're not enjoying your life. It's Mm. important to have discipline in your life. I have things on my calendar. I have stuff to do every single day, but it's really, really important to go with how you're feeling as well, especially as a woman, because we have, we run on a monthly cycle. We are Mm -hmm. not a quote unquote day-to-day human being. We are not going to feel the same every single day of the month because that's just not the way our body works. When we are ovulating, for one, we can be super disciplined, knock everything off the to-do list and just feel amazing about ourselves Mm. to allow ourselves to just, again, be and do as we feel. It's not about completely throwing discipline out of the window, but it's important to, again, do and be as we feel. Yeah. You mentioned in one of your videos that you are this intuitive eater that advocates for nourishing your body and soul with foods that make you feel your best. And when we begin to understand that food is not the enemy, we can learn to trust our bodies and ourselves and have freedom around food and simply enjoy it for what it is. Yeah, food has been a part of my journey. Well, it's been part of everyone's journey since the beginning. But for me, um, I went plant-based or I should say vegetarian when I was 11 years old, because the reality of eating dead animals hit me as like gross as that may sound. That's what my 11 year old brain. Yeah, it's real. Exactly. We have to apologize about that, right? You are 100% right. But yeah, like having that reality hit me when I was 11 years old of like, I feel weird about eating something that was alive. And it just like freaked me out. Um, because I felt like I always had to explain myself to people and be like, I'm a vegetarian and or a vegan because of this, this, and this. I like kind of put a story behind it as well. And I've stripped away from that as I've like grown older and just came to realize like food is an art form, you know, like it's colorful, it's beautiful, it smells good, it tastes good. And when you just play with it and have fun with food, you feel more connected to nature and you feel Mm -hmm. because you're more connected to nature, you're more connected to yourself. We're all part of this world. And when we're eating these foods that come from nature, we feel in tuned with it and we feel like our bodies are a part of it even more. Our bodies are formed by what we eat. And Mm -hmm. sometimes that's a really scary thing to think about. But when we are eating constantly just fast food that's made in a split second without any love, it's like a million acres are farmed in like two seconds and like it's just so fast producing and all of this stuff sprayed with chemicals and all of these things like that is going into our body and that's affecting us. When I was just in high school, I think I was in grade like the middle of grade nine and the summer going into grade 10, I decided I was going to eat meat again. I was so depressed. Wow. So, so beyond depressed. And I did not realize that it really had anything to do with food until 
<laughs> I saw my mom take a uh, skin off of a chicken breast and I was like, that's disgusting. I'm going plant-based again. Mm-hmm. And as soon as I did that over the first month, like I started to feel a little bit better. Second month, I felt a lot better. Third mm-hmm. month, I wasn't considering suicide and I wasn't self-harming and I wasn't like doing all of these things that are detrimental. Like I was at the point in, you know, very young age, like 14, 15 years old, like in this horrible, horrible state of mind. And to just nourish my body again and pay attention to what I was eating because it wasn't just meat. I was like eating fast food. I was in high school. I was like, oh, there's Mm -hmm. a Tim Hortons right across the street. I'm just going to grab a bagel and put cream cheese on it and bacon. And like, I'm just going to eat it super, super fast while I'm walking to class. And like, I'm going to go out and buy this like $5 thing of like greasy rice and chicken bits with like sugary sauce on it and like just not nourishing my body. And when I realized that I felt so much better mentally and physically and spiritually when I was eating colorful, fresh foods. I was like, this is incredible. And it's so Mm. easy to do. And I want other people to feel the way that I feel. That's a misconception that it's expensive. It's hard. It's complicated. But when we come onto your channel and when we come onto your platform, it's so simple. It's very basic ingredients. And it's delicious and it's budget friendly. Like you've just posted a video about living off of a vegan diet for $30 a week. You know, it doesn't have to be Mm -hmm. this complicated thing. And something that really resonated with, with me while you were talking is how we've been talking about being authentic and being real and brutally honest with yourself. And I think that also comes down to our food. So often we see this burger patty and we don't want to be completely honest with where this comes from because it's packaged in a certain way or we kind of ignore in the back of our mind what the reality was to get to this place. Or we may not even know what that means. But something that I'm learning is that instead of viewing our illnesses, our physical, whatever, depression, anxiety, that is actually your body saying to you, something is wrong and I love you. And I'm trying to get your attention because you've been ignoring me. I think your body was trying to tell you like, Julia, like something is going on and it's not right. And we need your attention. And once you went back to being completely real about what was happening with your food, that's when you started coming back to yourself. 100%. Yeah. To be authentic in ourselves is to listen to our bodies, right? And it's to be intuitive with who we are and how we like to live. And yeah, when I realized that food was super important in how I felt and was super, super honest about it, everything has a supply chain. Food doesn't magically appear on the grocery shelves. Mm -hmm. There was a process, you know, to get it there. A lot of the time when things are super, super cheap when it comes to meat, for instance, we probably don't even really want to know where it's coming from. Like it's probably really gross and we probably don't enjoy that reality. So we just lie to ourselves. It's just ground beef. It's Mm -hmm. just chicken. It's just a piece of pork. Sure. But ask yourself the questions like, you know, where did they come from? How did they get here? How is it grown? You know, how did it live its life? And all of these really, really important questions to ask ourselves about all food. And I'm not mm-hmm. telling everyone that they should become a vegan because certain people don't thrive off of vegan diets. And I never, ever want to push 
my views on somebody and then they get extremely sick. There is, you know, some people do thrive off of including more fish and chicken and, you know, good quality meat, but that's the thing, good quality meat and good quality vegetables and fruits and stuff like that. And yes, it is completely possible to live a healthy life on a budget, but sometimes it is really important to buy ourselves something that maybe it does cost a little bit more because we know it's better for us. We shouldn't have to apologize. Like for me, I've, I want to fully stop apologizing for spending most of my money on food because that is so important to me. I don't buy purses. I don't buy new makeup or hair products. Like I put my money into the food I eat and that should not be something I apologize for because that is a sacrifice I'm willing to make because what goes into my body really affects everything my mental my physical my emotional health like that is so much more important to me than other things that i can buy and to not really apologize for financially investing in your well-being right yeah. preach <laughs> yeah that is just so so damn important cuz i'm the exact same way like i thrift all of my clothing i don't buy many new things like whatsoever and if i do buy them it's because i actually need them Food is my priority and it's been my priority for a very long time. And I had to like make that decision. Okay, do I want to save my money, eat like trash, but then use that money to go, yeah, like go buy a purse or go buy a $40 sweater that I can probably thrift in a year anyways, because somebody's decided that they don't want to, they don't want it anymore. And yeah, shifting our priorities into things that are actually good for us instead of a narrative and or aesthetic that we think is pleasing to other people. I think a lot of the time, something that's not like talked about enough online is like, you know, finances. Finances are really difficult to talk about. Mm -hmm. Money is really difficult to talk about. And some of us, we really do have to prioritize what we put into our bodies versus buying new clothes because we don't have an option Yeah, Uh, we can't choose both. And I would highly recommend if you're in that position to choose yourself and to not choose an aesthetic that you think is going to be pleasing to other people. (laughs) We have to be like, okay, do I really need that? Probably not. What do I actually need myself, my vitality and my happiness and joy? How do I get those things? Nourishing my body, listening to my body, living in an intuitive way. And maybe it's not super aesthetically pleasing but it's authentic to you. What would you say to someone listening that says right now, I'm not really excited or happy with how I'm feeling my body, but I want to be at a place where I'm really nourishing my body with the food that I'm eating. Like what would just be kind of the next step that they could be taking? I would suggest just looking into how the body actually works and what nutrients your body really needs. Because when we understand ourselves and our bodies and how what we need to function, we can then be like, okay, I am going to go out and I'm going to go buy some spinach versus, you know, a burger at Tim Hortons or, or Tim Hortons <laughs> or a, a burger at McDonald's, we can be like, okay, I understand that my body needs these certain things to feel good. And a lot of the time it comes down to feeling good, right? We have to decide like, hey, I want to feel good and maybe I want to live a long time. So I'm going to make the decision to feel my body properly. But again, it's like understanding how the body works. So you then can be like, okay, 
I'm going to make a decision to fuel my body because I know it's going to make me feel good. So just being really educated and aware of like, what does my body need and what is the real reason I want to start living this way? And the more we do it, the easier it gets. I think this is a great way to kind of end this podcast. And I just want to thank you for your presence and your time. Thank you. No, I really appreciate you contacting me and being open to having a conversation like this with me as well. Like I really, really appreciate it. And my last message to everyone is just ask yourself how you can be happy and do those things. (laughs) My friend, thank you so much for listening to my conversation with Julia. I hope that this encouraged, inspired, or motivated you in some type of way. Please don't forget to check out Julia's YouTube channel at Julia Ayers, where she shares a bunch of healthy, easy, and delicious vegan recipes. I will link all of her social medias in the show notes below, so definitely go send her some love. If you found value in today's episode and would like to support me, please share this episode with a friend or family member that you think would really love this conversation. You can also share this episode on your Instagram stories. Please tag me at healthwithjisoo so I can reshare your post on Instagram. As always, I'm sending you so much love and I cannot wait to chat with you again next week.